0: The Bellarmine Forum presents Footnote Catholic Insights from the Culture Wars. Here's your host, Christopher Mannion. We're here today with Father Kenneth Baker, editor emeritus of the Homiletic and Pastoral Review, continuing our conversation of last week, uh, which revealed that Father Baker is not only a translator from Latin and German into English for several publishers, but is also the translator of many of the works of Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger and Pope Benedict XVI. Father Baker, welcome back.
1: Thanks, Chris. happy to be back again. Uh,
0: one of my greatest experiences uh, in my youth was meeting Father Raymond de Jaeger who was a dear friend of yours, and I think you introduced us in New York when I was in graduate school 40 years ago. I remember Father Dieger as a very gentle, quiet man who used to take over Chinese restaurants wherever we went and started telling the chef how to run the place with success and who would tell about his experiences as a missionary in China and as a prisoner of Mao Zedong when the communists took over China. Please tell us a little bit about Father de Yeager and how you met him and his, his history.
1: Father Raymond Dieger was a Belgian, a uh, French-speaking Belgian, who had been in the Belgian army uh, after the First World War. He was uh, in the cavalry and after that he, he uh, decided to study for the priesthood and he he studied for a group of missionaries to China. That was what he wanted to do. So he went to China around 1930, I think, somewhere in there, as a missionary in the northern part of China. And he learned Chinese. He spoke very fluent Chinese. In fact, a Chinese friend of mine, Father Chan, we lived together in New York. I lived with him for nine years in New York City. And we had a Chinese priest we lived with. And this Chinese priest, who had become very Americanized, he said that Father Diego is more Chinese than I am. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was very, very Chinese, but he was, uh, uh, he was in uh, under a concentration camp under the Japanese for a couple of years and then released. And then when the communists took over in 48 or 49, he was uh, imprisoned again by the communists and he was put through uh, re education courses. We had to study Mao's Red Book. And one of the amazing things he said. Was the first thing they taught him was not Mao's Red Book, but uh, they had to study uh, uh, evolutionism and, and uh, Darwin and Darwinism, because that was the basis of the, of the philosophical basis of uh, uh, of communism. And so he had to go through that. And then finally they threw him out, and then he went to Vietnam, and he was in Saigon for a number of years, and he founded a a, a school there and an orphanage. I mean, he was a, a quite an accomplished man. And after He got sick over there and finally came to New York around 1969, 1970. Mm-hmm. And I came there in 71. Uh, but for the last 10 years of his life, he was afflicted with a cancer of the breast, which is very unusual for a man. He took lots of treatments and delayed it, but he finally died of that uh, in New York City in 1980. But he was very knowledgeable in international affairs, as you well know. And he used to go to Washington regularly uh, to meet with various senators and people like that, and I believe sometimes he was invited to lecture some senators uh, with regard to what the situation was in China, because he's so knowledgeable about China.
0: Well, I got on the Foreign Relations Committee staff just after he died, but my colleague there, Jim Lucier, was a dear friend of Father De Jager, and Jim had a... Neck for finding people who were not famous but who were really deeply educated in a part of the world and the ideas and understood the relationship of ideas to consequences and uh, he tells me that Father Dieger had a tremendous impact not only on Capitol Hill but in his own family where his son finally decided to major in Chinese history because of knowing oh, because Father Diego.
1: Because of knowing Father Diego, <laughs> Many yeah.
0: years later, that's right, at Princeton.
1: He was totally devoted to the conversion of China. I mean, that was his whole thing. And any money that he gained for the talks that he gave, he always gave it away to various Chinese people to help them in, in this country and the problems that they had, or to go to school, mm-hmm. or, or he'd help people in Vietnam. This is before the fall of Vietnam. Mm-hmm. He was very generous in anything he could get that way to help these people. But that was his whole thing. Was uh, You couldn't visit with Father Dieger for five minutes any time before he started talking about China.
0: Father, tell me what is the status of the missionary work of the church these days? Are there more Father Diegers out there? Is the Jesuit order sending people abroad to uh, make... Uh, to preach the gospel and the new evangelization?
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not really all that knowledgeable on that. That's still going on. The, the it's a province that I uh, belong to, we have missionaries in Alaska. We have missionaries over in Africa. Uh, so, but they're not as many as they used to be because we're, they're not as many priests as they, as they used to be. And of course, some of the theological developments since Vatican II, uh, especially the things like Carl uh, Runner's anonymous Christianity business where people think, well, everybody's a Christian even though they don't know it. Mm-hmm. That's had a very deleterious effect on the missions of the uh, the motivation. They don't have the motivation that St. Francis Xavier had. St. Francis Xavier was conv- convinced that all those pagans were going to go to hell mm-hmm. if they didn't get baptized. And so he baptized and converted 300,000 of them because he wanted wow. to get them to heaven. I I don't see that kind of enthusiasm for the missions. It may be there, but I I, I don't see it.
0: Well, um, the only roommate I ever had at Notre Dame uh, for several weeks in Salzburg is now a Jesuit priest in the province of uh, Canada, I think Quebec, who spent many years in Nigeria as a missionary, a Jesuit missionary, and I can't talk about missionaries without mentioning my old friend who worked for General Walters, President Reagan's special ambassador who visited over 100 countries, the most important one of which was the Holy See, because Walters was Reagan's backdoor man to Pope John Paul II oh, that right? in bringing down the Soviet Union. Maggie Thatcher had very little to do with it, although because she's still alive, she gets a lot of credit.
1: Well, Father Dieger is one of these people... Who suffered under communism he saw it firsthand uh, in the town where he was a uh, pastor of the parish in northern China when the when the when the, the when the Japanese came when the Japanese came there 50,000 people there they bayoneted every man woman and child in that city and they le- left him alone because he was a European It was very very cruel and so he, I mean he lived through that and then he went lived through being in a, in a communist concentration camp but he had a passionate hatred of communism, so he was constantly, uh, you know, keep getting himself in, in, informed on that and uh, and doing everything he could to counter communism and to get the the senators and people in Washington informed on what was going on in China and what a what a a, a dangerous uh, enemy communist China is to the United States. Well,
0: having worked there uh, for many years as an advisor to senators on foreign policy, I can understand what a mountain that was for Father Diego to climb trying to teach a senator. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, but he would do it. He was well, very articulate, very articulate.
0: Yes, I remember bringing up bishops from Latin America during the 1980s when the revolutions were going on in Central America, and very liberal Paul Songus. Uh, came over to me after one of the meetings I held with a couple of bishops from El Salvador and shook my hand and said, I've never heard any of this. I want to work with you on this. And I was Jesse Helms' staff director.
1: Well, he, people would accept what he had to say because he was an example. Uh, you know that definition of uh, Cardinal Newman with regard to a gentleman? All the character. that's what yes. he was. He was extremely polite, very friendly, very courteous, and never wanted to offend anybody mm-hmm. he was always on time if he was had, we were going someplace he'd always be 5 minutes early he was very courteous so he was a consummate gentleman uh and very articulate and very learned and so uh, people would listen to him and he, he could relate he related with people that disagreed with him because he was such a pleasant person
0: you mentioned that he was belgian and i think that played a role in his death and burial
1: well It so happened that uh, there were some Belgian nuns that came to Virginia. Is said Bristow? Is that where it is? Mm -hmm. Bristow, Virginia. They had a a school there. And he used to go there every year in January and make a retreat. Uh, And they'd spend a few days there with them because they were nuns that had come over here from Belgium. And uh, so he noticed that uh, in their cemetery, the sisters always went there to pray for those that had died. And so he asked the superior if he could be buried there because he wanted to be buried in a place where people come to pray. So that's where Father Diego is buried. It's in Bristol, Virginia. I don't know exactly where that is, but it's, in, it's not too far from Washington, D.C. But part of his will was that when communism is uh, destroyed, from, uh, gone from China, he wants his bones eventually to be moved to China. He wants to be buried in China.
0: Well, I hope it's in our lifetimes so we can go with them and be there in China on that great getting up morning.
1: Oh, that would be a great event, would be the, the translation of the, of, the, of the bones of Father Diego from Virginia over to, to China.
0: Well, uh, Father Baker, it's wonderful to have you back at the uh, Bellerman Forum's Footnote program. Thanks for joining
1: us. Thanks for asking me, Chris. Great to be here. You've been listening to Footnotes.
0: Catholic insights from the culture wars. Footnote is brought to you by the Bellarmine Forum. Copyright the Bellarmine Forum. All rights reserved.